0: blog talk radio All
1: right, I have no idea if we're on air or not. <laughs> 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 well, if I am hitting <laughs> Let me see. Let's try this again, everybody. My My God, what the fuck, Lana? (laughs) Lana. (laughs) Lana. What? What?
0: Danger zone.
1: on Sexy Witches, the podcast from a geek girl's perspective. And yes, we are entering the danger zone tonight, ladies and gentlemen. This is Animation August Part 2. Tonight we are going to talk about adult animation. Animation aimed for us grown-ups. Uh, or like, or grown-ass people, as some would say. Right? But uh, in particular tonight, though, we are in the. We're gonna have a love fest for one of the best voice actors working right now. His name is H. John Benjamin, and he plays Sterling Archer on Archer. Yes, we love this guy. He also does Bob's Burgers, and. Uh, we can't wait to talk about it. But we got a couple things to get ahead of ourselves before we get ahead of ourselves to take care of. First things first, I need to introduce my sexy witches. So let me first introduce sexy witch number one. She's located in Eugene, Oregon, an aspiring filmmaker and published writer. Current gig is writing for Live and Dead magazine, She's a horror film fan, true and true, and a regular live action role plays her and um
0: look for her wolfy attitude
1: and personal writings on her YouTube channels and her blogs. Please welcome to my show my sexy werewitch co host, Queenie Toa to the Danger Zone. How you doing, girl?
2: Pretty good. I always love the danger zone. <laughs> First
1: of all, this is your episode tonight, girlie. This was your topic, cool. and here we are. You asked for it. We're here. We made it to the danger zone and to Archer. So in a few I minutes, did. we're gonna talk about it, and I'm gonna have you lead off the sh- uh, lead off the talk. But first things first, I gotta bring in a couple more people. So my other cu- sexy witch co-host is from Clinton Forge, Virginia. She's a regular on the East Coast Horror Con circuit and was my partner in crime and Scares It Cares this year. She's a horror movie fan, also loves Marvel Universe and film and comics, and you'll look for her to crawl around Mysticon sometime in February. Uh, Please welcome my sexy witch co-host, Erin Marie. How are you doing, sweetie?
3: Ready for the danger zone. How are you?
1: Oh, well, you know, things got kind of crazy. Uh, people don't realize Block talk went kind of cuckoo today. And a lot of people lost their chances to make their shows. I and mean, we were very upset about that. And uh, and includes one of my good friends, one of his shows. He had to blow an interview off with Peter Bogdanovich.
4: <gasps> you know what I'm
1: saying. Uh, because of this glitch so uh it was it was kind of a big deal so i'm really glad we're here so yay we're not gone we're here aren't we lana
3: nope, <laughs> nope but
1: we're still here so i'm so glad that we're still here and i'm glad the sexy losers are here and people wondering what that weird male cackling is in the background let me go <laughs> ahead and just introduce him because he's gonna you've got a lot to talk about tonight um, he is a regular on this show, and um, he just recently came back from D23 in Anaheim.
5: Yo, yo, yo! You're playing my jam.
0: Of course I am. <laughs>
1: this is my cousin, my LA correspondent. He's um, here tonight to talk a few about a few fun things. First things first, we're gonna have a recap uh, before we get into Archer of D23. For people that don't know what D23 is, that is the big fan convention in Anaheim this year, um, Disney convention, and it's just as big as any of the other ones. Cosplay for days, vendors, crazy time panels. Uh, There was supposed to be some stuff from Star Wars. It doesn't sound like there was as much as they were saying there was going to be, but we'll find that out in just a few minutes. So how are you doing, Erin?
5: I am doing great, thank you. Hi, sexy witches. Hi,
1: Erin. Ah, and so you come back from D twenty three, and you're still standing, or at least you almost. I am really glad you're here because we almost lost you tonight. Your 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 it's, day job almost sucked you away, and we were going to cry I, and miss you.
5: I never get scheduled for a Tuesday night, and uh, I I did out of the blue. Uh, So I was able to switch things around. Thank you. And uh, I'm happy to be here because uh, D23 was a blast and there was a ton of news out of D23. And you're talking about my single favorite show on TV today, Archer. Uh, I'm hoping we can also talk a little bit about uh, some other adult shows that I really enjoy. We'll see what happens. Well,
1: it's live television, or in this case, radio, folks, and anything can happen. (laughs) We sometimes go off topic, even. But before we get into D23, I did want to uh, catch up a couple of things. First of all, unfortunately, Aaron, Marie, and myself were unable to go to BronyCon for mitigating circumstances, but we will try again next year. And I made sure that I watched uh, the new season, and folks. Um, Go back and listen to our last show. We didn't get very many hits on the Brony episode, but it was really a good episode, even with all the technical glitches. Go back and listen to it, and and then watch the 100th episode of this, which is this season. Um, (laughs) It is the weirdest fanboy episode. I've ever seen. Yeah, it was the hundredth episode of My Little Pony. Was this season? It is actually about all the little side characters, all the fans have made favorites, and it's got Aww. really odd sketches. The main six aren't even really in it that much, and uh, uh, it's really weird too. I mean, even even Gummy has a moment of of Zen. It's really, really, really weird. But it's I'm pretty sure good. I'm sure will watching. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but I did have time to catch some movies, ladies, and I hope you caught some of them first. First of all, I got to go see Straight Out of Compton opening night, which I was like there. Woo! At first, I didn't think I was going to get to see it, and at the last minute, I was able to. And so, my husband and I had a date, went Straight Out of Compton, and watched it, and walked out. Meh. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe. I know. I'm like, it's not bad. Don't get me wrong. There moments of brilliance in that movie, especially some of the recreations of Dre trying to get easy into the booth for the first time. It's, uh, but what we saw on, on that movie, which I walked into, was not the story that I was waiting for. That was the greatest hit story. That was the story for the grandma. That is the Oscar Bates story, ladies and gentlemen. That was not the story of N.W.A. And if you watch, I'm sorry, I have to go on my soapbox on this. Watch some <laughs> interviews with Dr. Dre about the moment that Shook took the company from him. There it, that, it didn't go quite the, down the way they showed it in the movie. Uh, so mm. it was much different. So uh, I, I do have that question about, like, why is it so different than what I've seen Dre interview about? And, mm. and I mean, but there is some great performances in it. The kids are uncanny. The guy that plays Easy e is his son, right? And he looks just like him. And, and Ice Cube's son also looks like him. And they're both pretty darn good actors. Uh, Paul Giamatti is really good. Uh, And there is an hour, folks. When is Paul Giamatti not
3: good?
5: Yeah, seriously.
1: it's a really thankless role. Like, like, It's one of the most thankless roles you can have in one of these types of films. And he's able to pull off some empathy. And, I think, and there's an hour of cut footage out of Straight out of Compton. They said it's on the floor. So I know that the real film is in there. And the real film mm. is going to come out on DVD. It's going to be the Blu-ray cut. And it's going to be a different cut than what we saw in the theaters. The theaters was just to get the Oscar and get the number one, which it did. And I'm actually excited. It's number one. That is awesome. It's 60.2 million, biggest AUKUS R-rated opening in history, ladies and gentlemen. Hooray for that! Yeah. So all of that is awesome. Don't get me wrong. And I'm glad I saw it, but I wanted a lot more than what they were telling me. They were down. They were pulling punches right and left because there's some <laughs> stories that came out of those tours that they are not talking about. I bet you it's there, and the longer cut is going to come, and that longer cut. It's already two and a half hours, folks, so another hour. I don't know. But maybe it'll be worth that other hour is really what the goal is. We'll have to see. I, I, I'm hoping there's an extended director's cut. Let's keep our fingers crossed for J.L. Compton. But congratulations for it being a huge opening and I said there was two films I thought were going to do the best this summer, and I said Straight Out of Compton and Magic Mike, and
5: I was right about Straight Out
1: of Compton. I said it was going to do great, and it did. So hooray! She, so
5: huge uh, ladies, box office. I, I was going to say huge box office. And it's doing really well on Metacritic and uh, Tomatoes. Just, yeah, uh, I wish I liked
1: really it good. more. Uh, uh those people who like this movie a lot and i and i can't be on that i wish i liked it more than i did maybe because i knew a lot more about this story than some people so i was expecting different stuff i wasn't expecting you know so like i said this was like if i was going to go read a book and do a report this is the book report that i wrote mm. that's how i felt about straight out of wow. It hit all the important beats and 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 that but it didn't actually show you the guts and glory and 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 the accountability and the demons and lot of lot of things went it and they didn't show up like, like the comedy. raw part, the media yeah, it. it wasn't. It was very polished for what it was, and you know. So, but hey, it's a big movie, and we're happy. So let's move on to something. You know, I don't want to rank on it anymore because I wanted to make more money, actually. So go see it; <laughs> it's worth seeing. But but uh, you know, but I really want this director's cut. So bring it. <laughs> Uh, Okay So where am I at Okay well we're going to hold off on this for a minute But I do want to say I saw two other shows I do want to recommend I saw Slow West And Ex Machina Both movies are good See them they're both on D V D. Um and Slow West is Michael Fassbender's uh Western he did this year. And it's really stylish and wow. cool. Great shootout at the end. Ex Makina is just the best sci fi I've seen in a little while. It's it's not as smart as some AI other AI movies have seen, but it is absolutely very engaging, good acting. Oscar Isaac stars in it and he's out like crazy master. Uh I can't wait to see him in Star Wars. Uh so I would recommend wow. those. Now, um Erin Marie, do you have any DVD yes. or movie releases you would like to recommend?
3: I'm trying to think of what I've watched recently. Oh my gosh. Uh, no, not at the moment. I might think of some later. Come back okay, to the well, end of the hour. Kind
1: of... All right. How about you, Queenie?
2: Um, me? Well, I've been watching a lot of Netflix lately. I saw a horror movie called Wormwood. Which is really an interesting take on zombies. So I guess hmm. I could forget that. If you like zombie films and you want to see something new. I think it's like New Zealand. The project's set in New Zealand, so it's really fun. New it's a lot of fun.
1: New Zealand mm-hmm. and Australia has been killing it on the movie circuit lately. Yeah.
2: yeah they have. Yeah they have. Lots of movies being filmed there. Yeah, good setting uh-huh. for it, I guess. Mhm. <laughs> Yeah, Wormwood,
1: good movie. Check it out. Wormwood, cool. check it out. It All on. right, so Wormwood. All right, so now we're back to my L.A. correspondent, because my cousin Aaron here. And uh, so, why don't you talk a little bit about D23, uh, and well, just just pour it out, whatever you want to talk about. I'm gonna give you a little underground music so you have some mood <laughs> and uh, go for it, sir.
5: There is so much to talk about. I guess we should start with the the big news, of course. Uh, they released or uh, they showed scenes from Frozen, an unused Han song. So uh, everyone who thought they could let it go, nope, it's it's Frozen all the time. And if it's not Frozen, it's Star Wars. That, that's what this convention was all about, pretty much. Uh, if you've never been to a, a Disney D23 Expo before, It's this wonderful melange of uh, an Amway meeting, uh, a timeshare uh, event, and uh, a cult sort (laughs) of uh, group uh, uh, fire ceremony of some sort. Uh, The people are rabid, and yeah, I'm definitely amongst that group. And uh, as uh, Liz said, people dressing in costumes... Uh, spending ridiculous amounts of money on everything Disney up to and including props and vehicles from the parks themselves. And the convention touched on everything Disney, Uh, the uh, live action and animated films, the interactive uh, video game arm of Disney, and of course the theme parks. Uh, The biggest news, I would have to say, uh, was probably related to the theme parks. Uh, this morning, driving my friends to the airport and driving back uh, if all the radio stations, uh, we are getting a Star Wars land. It's been rumored for quite a few years that we would, uh, but it's been finally confirmed. Bob Iger came out and said there are going to be two Star Wars lands, one in Florida and one here in Anaheim. Uh, the one in Anaheim is going to be the single biggest expansion of the park ever. It's going to be 14 acres. He didn't initially say where it's going to be in the park. However, details leaked out today. And it looks like it's going to be back where the petting zoo and the big thunder area is. They've got a lot of land back there. We'll see for sure. Um, the other news that came out today, that we didn't get anything time-specific at the convention, but we got news today. That construction starts in 2017. So it's not going to be right away. Uh, I guess the folks up the road at Universal putting in Harry Potter are probably breathing a little sigh of relief. They've got a little breather there, but it is coming and it's going to be expansive. Uh, if I had a dollar for every time someone said immersive or authentic, or bioluminescent this weekend, I'd be a very rich man. Um, It was described as a whole new land. They joked, or should I say a galaxy, and they kept talking about authentic, authentic, authentic. Everything you see, everyone you see in this area is going to be part of it. Uh, All the cast members will be aliens and droids, and they'll be in character the whole time. So that's kind of exciting. Uh, The conceit of it is... This is going to be a gateway planet on the Outer Rim, something we've never seen before, and everything will be in the story. Um, amongst Oh, that's lovely. I've got some under music. Uh, um, among the other things you'll be able to do there, you'll be able to fly a mission on the Millennium Falcon. Uh, you, you can only imagine the fanboys screaming and shrieking as this stuff is being announced. Uh, there's going to be a cantina. No news if we're going to get booze there or not. It could happen, but we don't know for sure. Yeah, uh, that's I the one awesome. I was
3: like, excited
5: about. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be—I'll bet you anything right now. I'll—I'll I'll bet you my weight in uh, in, in Galactic credits. There's going to be blue milk there. I'm just saying right now. That's my prediction. Blue milk. Um, blue milk. All right. right. We'll oh, yeah, yeah.
1: take that note. Blue milk.
5: So, <laughs> all right. Uh, as we lead up to the release of The Force Awakens, coming, of course, this December. There's going to be even more experiences in the parks. Uh, There's going to be a Star Tours update, which is going to include a visit to Episode 7. They're doing new stuff with the Jedi Training Academy. There's going to be Star Wars Launch Bay with props and costumes. And uh, there's going to be uh, Battlefront stuff, the, the video game. Star Wars Battlefront, which uh, I don't know if you ladies have played before, but is one of my absolute favorite Star Wars games, and I'm really excited for the new one coming out. Um, let's see. In early 2016, we're going to get Season of the Force, which is kind of going to be like Star Wars Weekends light. Uh Florida, for a number of years now, has had Star Wars Weekends, where they actually have cast and crew come in, Uh, There's merchandise. There's Star Wars pins, which I collect, so I'm all over that. Uh, There's going to be limited time food, merchandise, characters, um, and that's going to be at both parks. Uh, There are going to be changes to the actual attractions. Uh, Space Mountain is going to become Hyper Space Mountain. There will be new digital projection, effects, soundtrack. um, Speaking of uh, soundtracks, They've done some tweaking to the unforgettable John Williams score. New recordings are going on in London right now, and there's oh, going to be shit. a custom fireworks show in Orlando set to this new oh. music. So nice. yeah, th- that that's the hugest thing. I, I, for years, years now, I've talked with cast member friends and even Imagineers, and you know everyone's sworn to secrecy. It's it's. Like the Cosa Nostra, no one will tell you a damn thing about what's actually going on. But you get little glimpses every now and again. Uh, For a while, there was a rumor Tomorrowland was going to have it. Now we know. And it's just very exciting. As far as the other uh, parks go, uh, the Norway Pavilion in Epcot is going to have an Arendelle area. So, yay, more frozen. Can never get enough frozen.
3: I think
1: that's oh. yeah <laughs> it, 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 you know my, my I, I can't a... complain uh I can't really? complain. my I, yeah, no, my my daughter loves frozen, and I just have to embrace it and it's, <laughs> you know. It, it, if I hated it, I would just drive my hair and go crazy. So, you know, like, you know, just join the madness. And I can I can do voice match, Medina Munzel, and so I'll sing it just as loudly as she will. It, you know, because I always <laughs> do voice. You know, I, I'm a total dork, so what the hell, you know. But right anyway, on. Right. Uh, I'm, so I'm more of a tangled
5: myself. on.
1: I'm kind of guilty of going, you
5: But Frozen's good. Um. Yeah, there's there's uh going to be a new show on board the cruise ships as well. Uh and the Lopezs are doing new music and new lyrics and they're adding a lot more to the Norway pavilion in Epcot uh because of all the new uh frozen stuff. Uh they showed pictures of the new animatronic Sven and he is pretty damn cute. I will give you that. Um let's see. Animal Kingdom, the big news there is uh soon you're going to be able to go to Pandora the land uh, featured in Avatar, the planet, I should say, I in saw, Avatar. Like,
1: even, no, why? Why are we
5: getting <laughs> Avatar? You I know mean, what? Okay, I'll tell I you why. That... Why? I will <laughs> tell you why. And uh, people either love or meh on Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom has a lot going for it, but it I love shuts down. I agree with you. Uh, naked mole rats, yo uh what's not to love. But Animal Kingdom shuts down at sunset and Frozen is gonna keep it going. It's gonna keep going after night. And I think it's a brilliant concept tying it in uh the concept <coughs> Pardon me.
1: Well the, I mean um, I, I do see the, the the idea of a of an after hours park where it's all black lit would be pretty fucking cool. I will have to say that. You know, that would be like really neat yeah, I think that would be. really need.
5: Vile 50 times, and you still won't have said it as many times as I heard it on all those fucking <laughs> panels this weekend. Um, but that's cool. I, I'm done with it. And I was going to say, uh, the whole thing behind Avatar being so tied into uh, ecology and care for the planet, and it being a living thing, ties in dovetails beautifully with what Animal Kingdom is supposed to be all about. So you know what? I'm down. Uh, plus, one of my absolute favorite Imagineers of all time is spearheading it, and he, he's a big freaking hippie, and he's got such a good heart. I, I'm i going to give it a chance. And I'll, I'll leave well, that we'll part guess, there.
3: Yeah, personally, <laughs> okay. Avatar was actually one of those few anime that I actually enjoyed. I, I'm not much of an anime fan, but my daughter absolutely adored it, so... That's something wrong avatar. Wrong
1: avatar. That's the good avatar. You're a wrong avatar. No, oh, this, saying, this is James. Oh. Okay. This is blue Cameron Cameron avatar. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, uh,
5: James Cameron. You... Um, oh, my
3: God, that would be gorgeous.
5: Be uh Bender? James Cameron's, uh, his version of ILM Light Storm is working hand-in-hand with the Imagineers. We're going to apparently have Floating Mountains bioluminescent life everywhere. And you're going to be able to soar on a Banshee. Um, So it it could be fun. Uh, The way it was... I still like that. The the, the ride is called Flight of Passage, and it's going to tie in very much to the Navi first time they bond with their Banshee and ride. So you know what? I'm going to suspend my disbelief (laughs) till I see a little bit more. But you know what? I... The Joe question Brody. is, do I get
3: to try hair sex?
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that's that's what we are all thinking. Do, do, do you clean it off first? I mean, because that thing goes everywhere, man.
1: All right, well, let's uh, on that note, let's let's leave D23 behind because I've got some very anxious callers waiting for the Archer part of this. So they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about theme park? Okay, here? okay, then uh, one
5: one quick, thing, <laughs> one quick thing, one quick thing. Going into Shanghai, there's going to be a Tron Light Cycle Power Ride. It's going to be I the fastest that. attraction in any park. And I, was, I have.
1: I, it's worth going to China to, just to do that right. I, I, I right? saw mock um, ups of that. Oh my God. It fabulous. They're going to have a
5: whole land uh, devoted just to Pirates of the Caribbean, a whole stinking land of pirates, yo.
1: Oh uh, yeah, that's kind of like your dream world, isn't it?
5: Or yo ho. Exactly. Yo-Ho.
1: That would so be, anyway, that's gonna be
5: Shanghai. Yeah. There's gonna be six themed lands. Uh I'm posting pictures of all the pre production art and stuff, and let's go on to Archer.
1: Okay, fabulous. Although, okay, so
5: although I could do thirty minutes seriously on all the new stuff for Disney Interactive with Kingdom Hearts and all the other games and game platforms, oh. but Archer's cooler. <laughs>
1: We will do gaming on another episode because I want Queenie okay. to have a gaming episode. So uh, we'll, we'll hold that for later. But yes, yeah, so I saw there was a lot of that stuff too. So, but yeah. first, before I bring on my my uh, caller who wanted to talk about Archer too, um, go ahead and talk about because we wanted to hold it till now the San Diego Comic Con panel for Archer. You know, oh, uh, um, uh, very you tell. You know, because um, we really wanted to hear. Don't about get me wrong;
3: it. I'd still do it. Oh please, you do.
5: <laughs> Name unknown. Uh, well, the the Archer Comic Con panel is usually the thing that I look forward to most of all, um, and this year did not disappoint. Um, it first off, they started off with an amazing bit of animation that they had done just for Comic Con. It's up on the web if you haven't seen it yet. I couldn't recommend it more. Pam is trying to talk Archer into going to Comic Con. And he's shooting it down. She, she keeps bringing up all the cool things that are going to be there while she's dressed as a war boy. Uh,
4: <laughs> and it's it's, the, it's so
5: full of awesome. I can't even begin to tell you. Uh, and the <laughs> surprise thing at the ending is uh, it's so beautiful. It'll make you weep. Um, but uh, that's how, how we pretty much started. Um Aisha Tyler mentioned, if you have children and you let them watch, you're a terrible parent. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of the tone of the panel. Uh, it's very self-deprecating. It's a lot of fun. Um, one of my favorite things um, was Cheryl slash Carol uh, talking about, originally in the pilot, she was a weepy secretary pining for Archer. and And then she was a badass that likes to get choked out. And the women on Archer are so far and above most every other show's women. It's just frightening that that's the the one place where it seems like strong women can be seen on TV. And I wish there was a whole lot more of it. Um, Someone in the audience yelled out, you're not my supervisor, which is kind of her catchphrase. And very calmly, she said, I am your fucking supervisor. And the audience went insane. (laughs) <laughs> um, Chris Parnell uh, talked about how he just tries to be that guy referring to Cyril Figgis. And uh, the only thing that changed is that he, uh, Cyril started having sex with Lana. Uh, he did speak about how he hopes that uh, Cyril's going to hit that again. And there were kind of some notes about that, the, that that might be happening later down the road. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh Pam um, also mentioned that her character was written to be Mousy. And she said, no, that's not her. And if you watch the show and you know Pam, you know she's anything but Mousy.
1: No, she is definitely not Mousy. We should have, we should see Pam and Rousey. Pam versus Rousey. What do you think? Like, like, would you think that would be like the coolest fight ever? Like, I think only awesome. Pam. As a fictional character, is probably the only person on earth that could actually beat Miss Rousey in a in a fight.
4: True. So Let's make it happen.
1: <laughs> let's see that happen on right a special on. episode of Archer. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. So I'm going to bring on my uh, caller, uh, and his name is Orr, and he called last week, you see. And I got him all confused because he called, and another caller, I, a person I knew, called at the same time. It was the first time I had two callers that wasn't really scheduled, called at the same time, and I totally blew it. You can go listen to it, and I, I mixed up the names. But anyway, he wanted to call because he wanted to join the Archer discussion because he actually interviewed three, I don't don't know who they are i'm sure he'll tell us three of the cast members for archer and so he wanted to join the discussion so let me bring on orin hello let's see and uh we'll continue this talk because it's so cool so hello orin you're on with the sexy witches and my la cor- correspondent the cuz how you doing hey
6: i'm doing great uh good to be here i think this time i will probably be a little more coherent.
1: Well, um, definitely. you were you were <laughs> incoherent last
3: time. It was all me. It wasn't you guys. You it, was me. it was
0: all
3: It was a little of us being unprepared. <laughs> well, <laughs> what's actually
6: interesting no. is that when I did interview two of the members of Archer, I was extremely unprepared, and it was it almost it certainly was a step back career-wise. Um, the members, of, the cast members of Archer do take to like it when you are prepared when you interview them. So I learned my lesson, I guess. Or <laughs> <laughs> I had a 20-minute time limit because they have a publicist who, um, for some reason, that was the humongous thing with them, said, okay, don't go over 20 minutes. So when I interviewed, and the two people I interviewed one-on-one, in in the second interview I had, I did Amber Nash and Lucky Yates, so uh, Krieger and Pam, and they always go in a pair and I had 20 minutes, and I kept looking at the watch, and started. Re- I started realizing this is not going to be easy to do 20 minutes, and I started fumbling through questions and stuff. But I learned a lot, actually, talking to those, two. so that was somewhat exciting. And I also interviewed Aisha Tyler, I believe, on two occasions, and they were both in group interviews. Well, um, what was it?
1: What, did you learn anything interesting that you would like to share from those interviews? Like uh, uh, sure. any, any insights to the show? Yeah, yeah of
6: course. Um, well, I, one thing I learned, and this would make you, this would probably make a lot of people jealous, is that uh, the voice actors in Archer only work about forty-five minutes, maybe maybe a half hour or forty-five minutes every two weeks, and that's enough to pay all their bills. So they have So voice acting can be fairly easy um I also it's, learned that it's
1: easy, but it's not. It's feast or famine in voice acting. You know, sometimes you cool. could be working and you walk in for ten minutes, do your thing, and you leave, and you make a ton of dough. Other times, you could like totally, just doesn't work. You know, so you have to be careful with that. Voice actors no, are think, hard as working.
6: Well, well, I well the time the time it takes to do it, it's a pretty. I mean, no, by her own admission, that's what uh, Amber Nash said that it was pretty easy. Um, I also asked, I think Lucky I asked him about, you know, if he wanted a a Krieger episode, he said that, you know, he kind of likes Krieger to be kind of mysterious. And he mentioned that, he also mentioned the origin of Krieger and that Krieger also really didn't have anything to do in the first three episodes. And he also hasn't necessarily mapped out all the things about the character, but he and Amber do, um, do tweet in character as well. I also asked them about where they watched, and a lot of these people watch. Uh, I asked, like, Aisha where she watched the show, and she just watched it at home like everyone else. They don't have any, you know, safe screenings. And I'm sure that you probably all know this, but they all work in different cities. With uh, Amber and Amber and Lucky, are kind of, like, closer to the center because the show is produced in L.A., um do you want to guess the size of the writing room?
1: Uh if if it's if it's FX, I'm sure it's about the size of a postage stamp.
6: The the size of the writing room. How many people write Archer?
1: Uh oh a uh, oh, uh, people wise. Okay, I think it acts a physical space. So
5: um uh, Adam Reed for sure and then uh, I guess five other people.
6: Um, actually, Adam Reed has written every uh, every episode, so he has pretty, he, that's pretty unconventional. He's, he it's writes the entire Adam? thing by himself. Yep, he does, writes the entire wow, thing by right himself. And, the, and, Ooh, um, that's... and they only I have one dialogue. Really yeah. And they only have one dialogue coach doing the whole thing. So there's only, I think, one guy cap- capturing all the voice things. So it's a fairly small operation, but a lot of animators are, you know, working pretty heavily on it.
5: You know, you reminded me of something when you were talking about Krieger. Lucky Yates, the guy who plays Krieger, um, said, when you go three episodes not speaking and then your first line is, I call him Fister Roboto, it's pretty much all there for you as, as far as, you know, how much you have to, to do to it. And that was something shared by a lot of the other people on the panel, the other actors, is Adam Reed pretty much writes it all for you. They get to do a little bit of improv every now and again, and some of it gets used. But for the vast majority of it, it's Adam Reed.
6: Yeah, I also had an opportunity to um, interview, uh, and I actually, I don't know, who should we go around and say who our favorite character is at the moment?
4: Oh, I'm idea. sorry? Who,
6: who, who is each of our favorite characters? Because there seems to be a lot of variation. It's a strong ensemble, so everyone seems to have different. Who are your favorite characters, guys?
2: Mine's Pam. I love Pam. She's my spirit animal.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Pam rocks, but I love Krieger.
1: Uh I go back and forth between Charlene and Krieger and Mallory. Mallory is probably my favorite <laughs> character to love to hate. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. I mean, she is the villainous, most vile woman <laughs> on on television. I mean, she is awful. She I, really I is. Think,
4: like, For I am a sinner in the hands of an angry God. Bloody Mary, full of vodka. Blessed are you among cocktails. Pray for me now at the hour of my death, which I hope is soon.
5: Amen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. Can what we talk did? about that how is. it is
5: the single most quotable show on TV? I, I, yeah, Game of Thrones, awesome. whatever else, I, I don't care. Together. There's nothing more quotable than Archer.
6: Exactly. That is true. It is pretty high. Yeah. and it's, it's all very character-based, too, that you couldn't, like, put Cyril's quotes into, you know, Mallory's mouth and it would work, you know? Um,
1: right. uh, the, the the Krieger I think you. Uh, I, I don't, there's a soundboard for Archer And there's a soundboard for Lana But there's no soundboard for Krieger And Krieger really needs a soundboard Because he has the best lines In anything ever written On any show period I, I, I just like roll I mean If you go the front
0: page
1: y- like You'll see the one I before. I'm hey,
5: not you. a serial killer
4: Why'd you get yeah, the exactly. emphasis
5: on that word.
6: <laughs> but, uh, I have well, well, a lot miss- of a mission too, in terms of you know you what don't we do I, don't know about him. You know, we there was an elevator episode just like we didn't, we never even knew what was in the suit, but the idea of it was just funny enough, you know. But he had something yeah, something about service. I think that like there are so many possibilities that your mind can go to as to what it is, but you don't even know. We don't know his background that well.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and it doesn't Uh, matter because what they do is after three seasons, they just kind of blew it up and started from scratch. And then this current season, they blew it up and started from scratch again. They just, you know, they just. That it, there is no real Archer doesn't really have a format and 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 it actually is funny because they started to, it it had a, it seemed like it had a formula but they're like fuck this we're gonna throw the formula out the window and do what we want and and I, I, Archer Vice is hysterical season. Uh, I, I Thank you. I was
6: the highlight. Oh, was the highlights But I think the fans are divided on it. I thought Archer Vice was. That's actually what got me the interview because I started blogging about how great Archer Vice was and then. I did the interview in the season after Archer Vice, but um, but uh, I think the fans are divided on what what are fans at Comic Con thinking about Archer Vice. The,
5: the the people most most of the fans I find do not like uh, Archer Vice. I'm in the minority. I loved Archer Vice. I uh, loved
4: I, Archer I, Vice. I love
5: oh my god! Come,
0: Come on,
5: Pam the... eating I... cocaine. What is not Where to is love not... about that? She's freaking nuts. Beautiful. <gasps> that
1: was awesome. I think and and Charlene
5: becoming a country oh. star. Come on. Yeah. <laughs>
1: My my favorite thing this week was discovering that they actually released Charlene's album, and so I have it now, and I've listened to the actual whole album, and I'm playing excerpts from it tonight. Uh, you know, the Kenny Long is, Danger Zone is a very important song, and I have it now, and I'm going to end the show with Straight to Hell, which is a really great song.
4: Nice. So, uh
1: But... Uh, yeah so I really, I didn't realize that Archer fans didn't like vice uh, i i I yeah. just i thought I rolled through the entire season. I thought it was a great way to kind of cover it up and Pam eating the cocaine is is brilliant brilliant and I, thought,
5: I, uh, I I totally ahead. agree with you, but you know you you sparked on something talking about how Archer has the the format of being the spy show or the spy comedy show and it reinvents itself again and again. That's also kind of reminiscent of C-Lab 2021, which Adam Reed did way back when. Um, God, I guess that was 2000, right? And Mm -hmm. uh, that was probably the first uh, Adult Swim adult animated program that I just fell head over Mm -hmm. heels for, although um, maybe a cartoon Planet in Space Goes Coast to Coast before that. But, oh my um, God,
3: I, I loved Space Ghost. Right, my favorite. That was oh, Red and Space Ghost. Oh my God,
1: what? I am so sad that yeah, didn't oh, Space Ghost pass that.
0: recently? But I ate him anyway. <laughs> oh
6: my God. Oh, so another interesting uh, fact is that uh, I I'm not sure if most people know that uh, Quig- or Lucky Ace's favorite character is Ray. Because Lucky uh, Lucky Eight is the the model because everyone in Archer actually they used seven separate people as the art models. Did you guys know that that like Sam no. and Cyril are actually based on real people in Atlanta, and awesome. I
2: believe
6: uh, Ray is based Ray is voiced by Reed, but they used Krieger as the animation model, and I believe <laughs> I believe. Uh, Cheryl was uh, an old hand who worked who worked next door to the studio and, you know, different people like that. So Ray's always saying, because Ray's the character that often gets beat up the most, and Lucky says it's really hard for him to watch himself get beat up a lot, so... <laughs> um, yeah, Ray. and also another thing is that I think the, the Cats of Archer actually didn't necessarily meet each other until, like, those comic cons and those conventions, you know? Especially the two people in Atlanta... Lucky and Amber both live in Atlanta, and they really had not been out to Hollywood much and just, like, mingled with the rest of the cast. So oh, now wow. it's, you know... Uh, I think they the did funny talk thing about is, how
5: they... I'm sorry, uh, I was going to say it. They did talk about how they love going to the conventions for just that, that they finally get to hang around with each other.
6: Yeah, that's
1: Well, we all know how good. fun conventions are behind the scenes, after all, don't we, ladies? do. <laughs> 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 <Yes, it is. laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so uh, that's really one of the best parts of going to one of these things. So, uh, you know, we were talking for a minute. I wanted to go back for a second about Adult Swim, and I wanted to throw a shout out to Adult Swim for being really the thing that cracked this whole thing for us. Uh, you know, as an animation fan, I loved animation all my life. And as an adult, I still loved it. But it always, once again, gets pigeonholed in the United States as a kid's format. And yep. and, and 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 Cartoon Network was playing some great stuff in the beginning and, and uh, before they really figured out what they were doing with themselves, like Late Night Black and White, which was old Betty Boop and Popeye cartoons
4: uh-huh. and
1: yep. all these great stuff in the evenings. And then they finally come in with Adult Swim, and and in particular for me, Robot Chicken and Venture Brothers. Uh, those two, which, yeah. by the way, Aaron, my cousin, was the one who introduced me to, to Venture Brothers. And I wasn't sure how I felt about Venture Brothers for a few episodes until the one where they go to the fake Disneyland and the beehive, which is directly... <laughs> It it's a parody of an actual episode of of Spider Man and his amazing friends where they get caught in a beehive I am swarm or you know, and, and and so first of all it geeks me out that they would even reference that. And second of all, it was just such a funny fucking episode on so many levels, like they know Anaheim and it was only yeah. Anaheim. There was so many inside jokes on Anaheim. If you had to live, Oh God, it was hysterical. So, Venture brothers and robot chicken uh, and robot chicken also, which is a Seth green, who was a, I was a fan and I'll follow that man to the grave. Probably. Um, <clears throat> Uh, he, he 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 basically, uh, between that and uh, he saved stop animation, basically. People are doing it again. And he was, for a while, the only game in town. And so we want to give a shout-out to Adult Swim uh, for, for pioneering this, because I don't think Archer would even exist. I don't think Bob's Burgers or Family Guy would exist without it. Maybe South Park would. South Park is the exception. But most yeah. of this is the stuff that you get on the other cable stations, I don't think we'd be getting these shows.
5: It's certainly possible. Um, You know, animation domination is FX's attempt at doing an adult swim. And so far, I haven't found anything that really grabs me much. Uh, Axe Cop, to me, just seems like a a one-joke premise. And that premise is, look, a five-year-old created this, and, and now we're animating what he said. Ha, ha, ha. And, you know, that just doesn't go that far with me. Uh, I do really like the Lucas Brothers. Uh, have has anyone seen the Lucas Brothers on there?
1: Uh no, what is
5: that? The Lucas Brothers is part of the animation domination block, which, you know, like I said, is FX's version of Adult Swim. And it's just these two brothers who are stoners and movers, and it's got a real laid back not your typical stoner vibe. It, it's, um, gosh, it's not like dazed and confused stoners. Uh, it's more like Friday stoners, and it's nice. really good. I, it's it's worth looking up. I I, I recommend uh, uh, the, the the Jonas Brothers, or I'm sorry, the Lucas <laughs> Brothers. God, I don't recommend the Jonas Brothers, but um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're on oh, oh, too much oh. Disney,
1: man. <laughs>
3: yeah.
5: I have had a whole weekend of it, right? Yes, you're full of so, the Magic uh, Kingdom.
1: <laughs> uh, I think yeah. you know you live way too close to that place. You know it is. You are going to turn into a bee and and take over. <laughs> have you seen <laughs> Aaron? Have you seen Escape from Tomorrow yet? No.
5: Oh, oh, no. Well. how
1: about it? Any of you have seen anything from tomorrow yet? What you're talking about?
5: I need to. I Bye. really, really need to. Yeah,
1: it's that gonzo film that those people filmed in Disney World and Disneyland and Epcot Center where a black and white movie and they actually filmed it in the park illegally. Well not, it technically wasn't illegal, but it was definitely gonzo. And yeah. it's not a great film, but the idea that it exists is awesome and there's some interesting <laughs> things in that film. Uh, so and especially as a person that loves Disney, uh, Aaron, I really want you to, I'm going to give you a homework assignment. I want you to go back and see this really weird, surreal horror film called escape from tomorrow. You can get it from Netflix. It's exists, Fair I on. promise. And, uh, and then I want you to come back at some point and tell me what you thought of it. So Fair I just, I digress, but it, it also, it's got animation in it too, actually. So, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but anyway, there was one um, other thing. So, go ahead. There was
5: one other thing I just want to mention really quickly on, um, uh FX's animation, animation that's worth a look see it's, it's not super great but it's pretty good and uh that's one of the segments which is high school USA um and just like venture brothers is s- the whole setup is kind of a parody of johnny quest so high school USA is kind of, their take off point is archie comics and uh nice. it's it's worth watching um dino Stam top Damn Atopolis, God bless (laughs) it. Uh, The the guy (laughs) who's behind Moral Oral and Mary Shelley's Frankenhole, which we really, really, really need to talk about, and one of the guys on Community. Um, It's his thing, and it's worth watching. Mm -hmm. High School USA on the Animation Domination Block.
1: Moral Oral had to share the same set with Robot Chicken in the beginning talking about cramped yeah. working spaces they literally one corner would be robot chicken and the other one would be moral or, and they would have to share cameras
5: <laughs>
1: uh, so, uh, and so they use the same stop play- motion animation uh basically well one's doing marquette and the other one's doing claymation but close enough you know so yeah. uh, you know same idea uh but uh so uh, there's so much going on with adult animation and another show, which I haven't seen, which is going ape shit right now. And I thought you went to the panel, but you didn't. But please, you can tell us about it. And, Kitty, and do you know anything about this show, too? Rick and, uh, was it Rick and Morty?
5: Rick and yes. Morty.
1: Love that show. Huh?
5: Rick and so, Morty what? is amazing. Right, uh, I, I have
3: one an episode when I was at Scares to Care. And that was hysterical. I thought it was brilliant. It is a so very show. So, Cleenie, tell me show. a little
1: bit about this show, please, because I have never seen it. So tell me.
2: You've never seen Rick and Morty. Okay, well, I guess the basic never. gist is the grandfather is a mad scientist, of course, and he ends up roping Morty, the, you know, the boy child in the in the show, into going on adventures with him and they go to like weird planets and and like u- alternate realities and they you know monsters attack them and you know sometimes they transform their family into monsters and ju- it's just a crazy show and it's super funny like every beat is funny i i would highly recommend it the episode the for horror fans. <laughs> yeah the animation's great go too ahead.
5: And there are agree. so many tie-ins for uh, horror fans on Rick and Maury, Morty. Yep.
2: Oh, yeah. Go ahead. It's
6: it's much, I thought it was pretty much a Back to the Future homage. It's, I mean, it's from what I see. It's more working about, that, I suppose.
3: Yeah, that's kind of what I see from it, because he's, he's kind of got Doc Brown hair.
2: <laughs> <He>
4: just, <laughs> just a little.
3: <laughs> Doc Brown, if
2: Doc Brown was drunk all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> and And psychotic. Well, and it's it, an amoral psychotic.
2: Well, if
6: completely
5: you and Future,
6: I think one of the first sort of skeptical questions people have is why Marty. exactly is, Doc, is, uh, is uh, Marty following Doc around all the time. And his name is Morty, so, I mean, to me it's like, and uh, it's a very direct reference to
2: it. Oh, well, I'm sure that that's part of it, too. Like, I mean, there's layers to the show. There's not just one layer.
5: Yeah, exactly. It's a jumping-off point. Like moral Orals jumping-off point was uh, Davy and Goliath. Exactly.
1: I'll have to actually catch it, you know. But you know, oh, that's you know we're talking about Adult Swim, which is actually really a Generation X creation here. As uh, people our age. Seth Green, Seth Green is our age. And they're making these this stuff, and and, and I and what like I said to said this before, but what I find funny about our generation is that we take stuff we've ingested everything we've seen it all we've so, seen so much stuff we take it we suck it in we jumble it around we puke it back out and create something fresh and new with it and robot chicken <laughs> definitely is like the high-end example of that you know but like a lot of it's not just this show the kid shows too a lot of these writers are writing the kids shows it's back and forth and like gravity falls is a good example of that it's written by the same people who write bob's burgers and archer so you know there they share writers they just kind of pass them around and use them up you know so uh so there's it's really geeky stuff so i i, I really psych that you know that there's an audience for animation in america and it's basically us geeks but um we it, it's uh, people should really give more are, like, I'm actually surprised how many people haven't seen Archer, to be honest with you. I've seen – I actually know more people that haven't seen Archer than have. And I'm not sure why, because I don't have cable. That's why I haven't seen Rick and Mar- Ricky and Morty, right, because I don't have cable. I have I to wait for it to drop on I Netflix.
5: You can see it online on the Adult Swim site, and you should. Yeah. You uh, could do
1: that. I, I could I could. I, you know, I have to – I hate watching things on my computer. I like to watch things on big TVs and stuff.
5: But, uh, Slingbox. <laughs> so, I know. Slingbox or Apple no TV. <laughs> I, have, I,
1: have a Roku. I have a Roku. I could do it that way if I wanted to. So, well, Rick and Morty got yeah.
5: renewed for season three, and I'm telling you now, if you're a horror fan, and I know you are, you're going to find <laughs> so many things in there. Uh, they did, as Rick himself said, seems like a, a cheap knockoff of uh, – of uh, Freddy Krueger chasing us. And it's fucking hysterical, that entire episode. Um, I I, I think Rick and Morty is uh, close behind Archer for uh, episodes that are as quotable. And this season in particular, season two, has been so fucking dark, I can't even begin to tell you. Um, I, I can't believe what they're doing with... Rick's character so far. Um, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but trust me when I tell you, it's really effing dark for a comedy.
6: Well, well guys, I'm going to sign I, off now. But,
1: yeah, uh, actually, I, I was about to throw out to you, Oren. Do you have anything you'd like to follow up with, with a plug, or before you leave? Uh,
6: I'm on Twitter. Uh, I think if you... But my name's is complica- complicated. Um, I reviewed for uh, I reviewed for a hidden remote. So I reviewed The Brink. I reviewed Review, and I reviewed Halt and Catch Fire. And I might be going back to Two Broke Girls, which is not what we call a good or a uh, you know good show. But it's interesting to <laughs> pick at it because it's such sort of middling, and it's interesting to pick at a show that definitely has some really overt flaws. Uh, I also wanted to answer the question about who my favorite Archer character was.
0: Oh my gosh! Go ahead. Um, Go ahead.
6: I think it's gotta be. I think it's gotta be Cheryl lately. I just think she's just mm. sort of berserk and crazy, and yeah. So I w- it's it's bounced around quite a bit, and that's the beauty of the show. But lately, I think Cheryl was the MVP of the last season. And it is hilarious that she's a billionaire, but she insists on working as a secretary. So. <laughs>
1: Uh, that's yeah, voiced yeah, by Judy Greer, and Judy Greer is a great actress, and you've seen her in regular... She's on films, too, and I I think Archer is the first and only show that ever uses her correctly. She's always yeah, underused in the movies she's in, always. So well, there's a thank of development, you, Orrin.
6: So. Well, I'm glad I'm too you're also on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, all and, right, and thanks so glad. much, guys. Have a great night. And Bye. You too. Have a good
1: night. Thank you, Orrin. Uh, Good was night, Orin. Orin. And Look for him on uh, uh, com. I'll post it on the Facebook page if you want to look around and see what's on that website. And it was a nice Archer discussion. Uh, any final words of my sexy witches on Archer? I'll start with Erin Marie before we move on to the community calendar. We have a lot to get through in the community calendar. A shit went down in the last two weeks, ladies.
3: So anything you'd like the only thing I have to say on Archer is that I promise next time maybe I'll actually try to watch it. <laughs> You're going to cram some Archer in? We won't hold uh, yeah, it Yeah, I'm going to cram some Archer in.
2: <laughs> Luckily, they're really short episodes, so
3: you, you can cram in a lot. Yeah, I'm so, That's in bad. all honesty, <laughs> I, I did actually start the first episode, and I ended up stopping it in the middle of it. But um, I just don't know if I wasn't interested that day or what, but I know I'm going to be watching more Rick and Morty because the episode I watched oh. uh, in Williamsburg was great.
2: Right off. So I love that show.
3: All
1: right, Queenie, and this was in, mm-hmm. this was dedicated to you in particular this episode, so do you oh. have any final important words about uh, Archer that you want to say? You
2: don't fuck with Pam right? right. Don't <laughs> fuck with Pam. She fucks with you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> are you going to cosplay? Are you going to cosplay Pam at some point, Cleanie? Oh man. I
2: maybe. I thought about it you actually. Could. Like, I think you
1: could totally get away
2: with it.
5: <laughs> totally pull off Pam. Can I, <laughs> I Can I go out could. on something really quick with Pam?
2: Yeah.
4: Cuz sure. there
5: was someone cosplaying as Pam at the panel and the last question of the panel she came up wearing her wife beater with her <laughs> bits of the tattoo showing on the back and yes. her, her wrist wrapped up and everything and she said I love Pam because she's large and sex positive and I get to come yeah. here and dress like her and not be fat Cinderella or fat Leah and she asked Do you mean to make, did you mean to make her a role model of sorts Anyway, and everyone on the panel loves Pam so much and um, I, I think it was Adam who said um, yeah, we've talked about it amongst ourselves and she's probably the best person on the show and really? Lucky said you're awesome for dressing up like her and John okay. said, yeah, you're awesome, but to all you fat Leas don't you stop what you're doing. Aww. was so sweet. Oh, you well, well, and
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, the feels, We gotta leave the danger zone now, folks, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us for our. Welcome to session. the.
0: Danger zone. <laughs>
1: uh, but we have a lot more to talk about. Thank you, Erin, though. It was a pleasure having you on, as always. And uh, I'm really, really glad you were on today because it almost broke my heart that you weren't going to be on for this conversation because I knew you were going to add so much to it. So thank you. Thank you, thank you. And uh, the Sexy Witches always love having you on. And uh, if you want you. to, uh, there's a lot to talk about. Would you like to stay on for the uh, community calendar segment, or are you going to sign off for the night? Aaron. Hello? Oh,
3: Hello? Anybody there? Uh, he might have already signed up for the night. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. He's oh, oh, there, he no. oh there, he there
1: he is. He's giggling. Go for he's it. He's Cackling Go again. Go Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Because <laughs> there's a lot to talk about. I mean, a shit ton to talk about. Um, Go and, for it. And it, it actually, it, well, I'm getting my, hold on, I'm getting my, my community calendar music cute. Hold on, hold <laughs> on. You gotta have the community calendar music because you can't have a community calendar. You, you ever seen those shows? They always have some weird ambient music underneath. And today at the Academy of Sciences, we have
4: <laughs>
1: monkeys come to grandpa's. Learn how monkeys fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway.
5: I'd go see that. that, I would totally go see that.
4: (laughs) Fuck yeah. I'm sorry.
1: Okay, well, I think I just wrote an Oscar film right there. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's start with some theatrical releases, shall we, ladies? Of course, the big one, the elephant in the room this weekend is Sinister 2. How do we feel about this?
2: Lukewarm. (laughs) Lukewarm?
3: The first one was okay. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was just... Yeah, that's how I thought about the first one. I don't really feel like there should be a sequel. Yeah, I I won't go see it in the theaters. I'll probably end up getting it on DVD or something later. Yeah, or watch it on Netflix. Exactly. (laughs) What
1: What about you, Aaron? Have you seen the original Sinister?
5: I have not. Um I actually yeah, I'm go not gonna go out choose
1: here. Of the three Juan films, there's there's what is there? There's the uh, Insidious, the Conjuring mm-hmm. and Sinister. They all kind of came out as a, in a row, right? Sinister's my
3: favorite.
1: Yep. I actually like really? Sinister. I thought mm-hmm. yeah, I thought the script is really fucking good. And there's some really <laughs> good stressful moments in that film. It's kind of creepy through the whole thing. There are some issues. Ethan Hawke's in it. That's always an issue. I have to block him out, pretend like he doesn't exist, usually. <laughs> you know, boyhood is an exception. He's great in boyhood. But, um, but, uh, and there's also the very last shot was really ball and I was like, come on, guys, you've been keeping a nice creep factor without these stupid Shock jumps because there's some shocking shit in that movie. Uh, I mean, there's some mm. gruesome, gruesome ass shit in that in the original Sinister. Uh, now, would I go see the sequel? Probably not because it's going to take all the creep away and just be like another Saw remake. That's my call. So, uh, you know, I, I I don't know if it's going to be, but I will. I have to watch it for fright meters anyways because I'm on an awards committee. So I'll end up seeing it at ah. some point. So,
0: do.
1: Okay, and speaking oh, of too. other sequels, now this one kind of blows my mind, uh, and it's hardly gotten any notice. I don't even know if it's still actually coming out, but it said it is. August 28th, next week, The Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, The Green Legend comes out. The sequel, The oh, Crouching yeah. Tiger, Hidden Dragon.
3: I haven't heard that why, that hasn't that there been, getting a why hasn't
1: there been more ads yeah. for this shit? It's coming out, and, and nobody yeah. knows it's coming out. I mean, this movie was huge, you know, Oscar winner. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm lead director, uh, you know, one of my heroes. Um, what the fuck? Like, it's That's totally bizarre. coming out. I have, I don't know if I'm, I, I'm going to go see if it's play. It must be playing, like, in a super, like, New York LA release or something before it goes wide. I, I, it's the only thing. Maybe they're doing a staggered release like they did for It's Follows. I don't know. But folks, look for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon sequel. Everybody that worked on the first one worked on this one. So, it should be good. Right? Maybe? Who knows? It could be. Although, so,
5: oh,
1: yeah, yeah, I'm, looking,
5: I'm looking I'm sure at an IMDB and they're it, saying anyway. 2016.
1: Maybe it's got pumped. Maybe it got bumped.
5: Yeah. Crouching so, ah, Tiger, Hidden yeah. Dragon, The Green Legend 2016.
1: Okay. Well, that's good. Is it bumped to next year? It should be because I was just like, why the fuck is it on my roster? And I'm like, trying to figure yeah. this out. It got, but maybe it got, maybe it started shooting. So, you know, maybe. So anyway, that's. That's kind of a big deal that this like this movie is being worked on. I think I mentioned it briefly in our sequel show, but uh, you yeah, know, wow, the big film. Hasn't so, it uh, been about
3: twenty years since the first one?
1: No, it hasn't been that that long, but it's been I'm a while. I'm sure it was just...
3: late '90s. It was like uh, '97
0: ish,
1: maybe. Two thousand. Two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah, 15 years. So fifteen years. Well, it's fifteen years. Oh, I'm feeling old. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't feel like that so, long, but yeah,
5: 15 years. Jeez, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: so those are the only two theatrical releases I thought that this came across my, my brain. But Sinister 2 is the big elephant in the room,
3: and everyone's going to go see it. Although, uh, the huge, huge thing uh, that I saw on the Internet this past week that I would kill to attend is one of the Eli Roth uh, Green Inferno screenings. Oh, yeah, he's that's right. the Traveling Tour. Uh, oh, all so
4: right.
1: I got to remember to look that up because I haven't actually done that yet.
3: So Traveling um, Tour. No, it's, they're going to do L.A., Chicago, New York, um, a couple others. cities. There's five cities initially, but it says more cities coming soon. So my hmm. biggest hope, of course, is that they'll come to, like, Pennsylvania or Maryland or you know somewhere within like a reasonable driving oh, distance.
1: Portland. Well, there's a good chance it'll come. It'll come to DC or it'll come to Baltimore. It might not come to both, but we I'll keep an eye out for it. Uh, there's enough theaters that would t- would host that, so um, <clears throat> so we'll keep an eye out. To- I mean, I'm I, I was going to see it anyway, so you know that is a film I'm going to, gonna to go see, see it in, the in Eli Roth's
3: presence would be. I, I mean, because I yeah. really have been looking forward to the Green Inferno for years. Well, who has Why it is it taking so long to come out? Oh because it got it had,
1: had it's such a long story. Yeah, it got shelved twice and I, I wrote a whole article on it last year and I'll share it with you, Aaron, at some point mm. what happened. Okay. If I gave it I gave it an award for most, worst studio interference, but it's literally been shelved twice now after having a killer opening two years ago. Two years yeah. Ago at at Toronto International Film Festival. So uh, I I uh, don't I don't know why. So speaking of film That's festivals, weird, I do man. have a film I have it is weird. I have a film festival choice, but it's not for the United States. This is for my UK geeks out there. Uh film for Fright Fest starts on the twenty seventh and if you're in if you're in the United Kingdom, it is the best. Film festival in the United Kingdom. So go check it out. I'm going to post on my Facebook page all the craziness. A lot of films that you uh, that are really like right bubbling on the surface, and they always debut hot films. Last year's big hot film was they they were one of the first people to play The Babadook, which of course went crazy. Uh, so uh, you know, so look at the lineup for film for film for Fright Fest in the UK, and that's the cutting edge of horror right now. Um, now here's not a cutting edge of horror, but it's fucking awesome. Our convention pick of the of the week is Wizard World Chicago, but not Wizard World Chicago itself. There's a sub film festival happening, and you know who is hosted by, ladies? Did Bruce you hear? Bruce Campbell. Correct, my dear. Right yes. on? Yes, <laughs> I it's the Bruce. That. Bruce hey, Campbell Bruce Horror Cannibal. Fest. He's having it's it's a it's it's a it's a mini horror convention inside WizardCon. So it's its own thing. Oh, He's well. hosting it and it's got movies and this is just few of the people on the list that are gonna be at this thing. Okay. Tom Holland, Eli Ross, Tobin Bell, Adrian Barbeau, Robert Kurtzman, Ted Rami and the regulars of the Evil Dead series that are always there, like Ellis Andwis and Tom Sullivan, it is going to be awesome. So, if you're in Chicago and
3: you're not going to this, I don't know why you're in Chicago. So, uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, there's no I other advantage to living in the city other than going to that, pretty much.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, right, this time of year it's so humid in Chicago, so I'd rather be indoors in a convention hall any day in the middle of the summer in Chicago. So, see, I guess so. Someone else is dying over there. <laughs> so, sorry about that. Uh, so, <laughs> and I was just smiling from so. happiness. So, um. <clears throat> Okay, so there's a couple more uh, choices. Uh, Instant Netflix, a movie that uh, drops on the 27th, and I haven't seen yet. It's on my list to see for fright meters. Is White God? It's a movie about a dog that rebels, and the entire canine society of Earth, like like, rises up and attacks their humans, and it's relationship Ooh. between this guy, uh, this dog, and his best human friend and he's joining this resistance. It, it, it's supposed to be insanely weird. Uh so uh so w- look for White God to drop instantly on Netflix as well as once upon a time season 4, which I can't believe I'm actually recommending this show. I started watching <laughs> it with my daughter and and because I wanted something that was kind of middle ground. It's a drama, but it's got enough fairy tale elements. I figured, you know, she would be able to segue. And it does work. Yeah. Sometimes it works. Episodes. Some episodes are better than others. Robert Carlyle. Oh my God. Is he not good in just everything he's in? Uh, Fantastic so. as
3: Mr. Gold. I mean, seriously. Oh, that oh my that God. That series. It's pretty good. It's good.
1: It's it and it was enough Disney show. geek
3: element that I mean, I just adore it. I really do. It,
1: it it's growing on me. I'll I'll put it that way. And and I and, and of course Lana Perrell who plays Miss Regina Mills is one of our sexy witch choices in our sexy witch gallery. So, because mm-hmm. she is the ultimate sexy witch, but there's a lot of them too. Uh, one of my favorite actresses, Joanna Lumley, plays Maleficent on. oh, No, I'm sorry. She, M- Joanna Lumley plays the character, and then what's her name? That plays Pam from. Uh, from, What was it called? Oh my God, I'm blanking her name now. Her name is it's, Kristen. But, Isn't yeah, it? The chick that plays Pam in True Blood plays Maleficent yeah, her name is on the show. Yeah. Kristen oh, okay. Bauer. That's her name. Kristen Bauer. It took me a minute to. <laughs> I had to think of it. Uh, she's she's great as Maleficent. I actually love her better than what Jolie was doing with Maleficent. At least she turns into a fucking dragon. Uh, you know, so, <laughs> yes, she is. Um, so hey, I, Angelina I, I, Jolie so, got a sequel.
5: She might yet turn into a dragon. You don't know.
1: Oh no, not more race metaphor movie. Oh, <laughs> Uh, But anyway, uh, I'm really glad, though. Uh, Season four just dropped on Netflix, so Once Upon a Time. It's a pretty good, like, icebreaker crossover that my daughter and I can watch together. Uh, Amazon had one drop, too, and I'm just shouting it out because I actually am a huge uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan and um from the comics and from the TV show and unfortunately i have not yet seen the michael bay movie that came out last summer uh and uh it drops finally for free on netflix so i'll finally watch it i'm you know it's michael bay I'm a little concerned i heard good yeah. things heard bad things I will see it because I, I, I really do like the turtles, but the turtles are really hard to pull off. If you go too far one way, it gets way over the top. If you try to pull it serious, it just doesn't, nobody can take it serious because it's hot, too high-end concept, you know? So, well, I'm a fan uh, of the comic really books from
5: back in the day. What's wrong with following too. the comic books from back then? I, I okay, didn't like the look. Oh, I, I haven't seen the new Michael Bay, but I saw, you know, previews and trailers with the new turtles and... Oh, they look terrible, man.
1: You know, I, I'll be—I'll be, I'll keep an open mind because it's not a sacred thing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is. But you know, I—I I, you know, it's for free. I'll watch it. I wasn't about to pay for it. So, um, well, let me know now, what you think of, of
5: it after you see it.
1: Well, I will definitely. Let you I'd love to know, let you know
5: now, what think, you think. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now speaking of paying for stuff, I do have. Uh, one kick crowdsourcing choice and this is my final uh, entry for the community calendar this week there was a movie in 1980 that I absolutely adore it's not great but it's really good, it has a lot of concepts and it's a high fantasy movie called Hawk the Slayer, Hawk the Slayer stars stars uh, Jack Palance and John Terry as brothers. One's a good brother. One's a bad brother. And one's trying uh-huh. to take the throne from the other brother. Pretty typical uh, fantasy scene. Uh, and, of course, he goes on a journey. And, and, and the good one meets a bunch of people, a dwarf, a, uh, an elf. And most importantly, and I just added her to the Sexy Witch Gallery today, Patricia Quinn, who plays Magenta on Rocky Horror Picture Show, played the sorceress okay. on that show. And uh i so I absolutely adore Hawk the Slayer. Any real '80s fantasy fan loves Hawk the Slayer. And there's actually supposed to be a TV show and a sequel. That was it was supposed to launch an entire franchise, and it didn't. Hmm. They are trying to raise the funds to make a new Hawk the Slayer.
4: <laughs> Holy fuck
1: shit! I so want them to succeed in this because I, I it, it's the same people working on it, and you know. Uh, that are still alive, of course. And I just, like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And so that launches not this week, but next week. And I'll post a, an article about it. So if you want to, like – Go find Hawk the Slayer. I absolutely adore the movie. And, it, 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 yeah, it's as bad as you think it is. But it's good, too. And Jack Palance is great in the movie because he's an awesome villain. He always is. And he has a cool design and old-school A's effects and, you know, magic. And it's cool. Check out Hawk the Slayer. So those are my, that's my last entry in the community calendar. Actually, I take it back. I have a couple more. One is something very important. And I don't know, Erin, this doesn't this should matter to this matters to everybody. And as a feminist, I, you're gonna love this. As a human being, you should love this. Nigeria uh, this is a world news thing. Nigeria just made female dental mutilation illegal in their country. Uh Hooray. this is something yeah, that people like that. Have been, this has been a fight for decades and here it it's a small step and it's not completely legalized there's there's like loopholes and things like that but it's a beginning and it's a good fucking Sorry. beginning and so bravo to the country of Nigeria for taking a, a step in the positive direction let's hope other right countries follow yeah. so okay uh, a non-horror thing but something that's near and dear to my heart is bats I'm, I love bats, I collect oh, bats to go to my house there's bats everywhere Austin Bat wrong Festival with that. is is this weekend in Austin on Congress Street oh, Bridge, oh. and it's it's a wonderful festival. There's bats and vendors and music and food, and it's friggin' Austin. If you have to be in Texas, Austin is the place to be. And everyone mm-hmm. has like coordinated events, so go to Austin if you're in the Austin. Austin, drive into Austin, go to the Bat Festival. And last but not least, ladies, I had a very nice compliment recently. I was vetching. Oh. Do you know why I was vetching? Why? Because I'm tr- I'm getting old. That's why I'm vetching.
2: Me? I, I,
4: my, birth-
1: my birthday is Sunday.
4: Oh.
1: You know. And 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 so I was vetching about my age, and my friend tells me on the phone, "You're not getting older, Liz. You just became the answer to the life, universe, and everything." And I was like, that is so nice. sweet. Thank you, David Lawrence. Nice. It was the nice, nicest compliment I've got in a while. So thank you for so that. It was you. very
2: sweet. Liz, so you're, you're seasoned yeah? now. You're not old. You're seasoned, okay? <laughs> okay.
1: Okay, I'm seasoned. I'm a seasoned. You're a, okay, a okay, okay, seasoned. But right. I am going... I first thought I was going to have to, like, my first my daughter's first day of school was Monday, and I was kind of bummed about that because my birthday is Sunday, and I was like, I'm not going to be able to really party, and then I got a letter uh-huh. in the mail yesterday that said they had bumped her interview to Tuesday, so oh, I have really? my day off now. Yes, Woo-hoo! and so I am going, I hope, I hope I get to go. I am going, i got to find babysitters still, but I am going up to Baltimore this weekend to the wind-up space. The wind-up space is a bar that recreates the Red Room in Twin Peaks. It's a very cute place. They have, they have little film festivals and cool. burlesque shows, and they're having like a double feature of Of the 80s classic Street Trash which is about a cursed beer that homeless people drink and turns into goo. The makeup artist on it was Jennifer Espinall who is this way famous makeup artist, one of my heroes and it's her first film and it's totally awful and great and its second film is, is like one of my favorite directors of all time, Larry Cohen's Stuff. starring Michael Moriarty oh. and it's about a zombie ice cream that eats you from the inside out, and uh, so they're double featuring that with free pizza from Two Boots Pizza, which is this great pizza parlor in New York, and they have one in Baltimore, and there's going to be, like, prizes and giveaways, and they're giving away Vi- Viper Bears, the name of the bear in street trash, and they're giving cozies and T-shirts away with the image on it, and it just sells exactly what I want to do for my birthday.
3: You know Woo-hoo. what I'm saying? So, and, uh,
0: uh,
3: did you want to there Friday I, or Saturday?
1: Yeah. I think I want to here Saturday. As okay. you're coming up, because I think I want I want I want Friday to be kind of a private day, if that makes any sense.
3: No, it does. And then family time. Yeah, and then
1: and then Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, it'll be great. So yeah, come up Friday afternoon. That's We good. can cram archers. I also have three films on Braving. the top of my disc. Uh, we have Zero Serum, <laughs> Scott Pilgrim, and what well, was the other one? I don't remember. I had four films that I was really wanting to
3: see. So I have a bunch of ready
1: to go. I have I have two full bottles of bourbon ready to go. Uh <laughs> So we're 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 getting ready for the party. Uh, you know, it's, it's gonna be kind of you know, just hang out in my house and, and have some shots and I'll have a shot and all the sexy it' with his honor. She got me <laughs> <So> Thank you, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> and you too, Erin. I'm gonna raise thank the toast you. to you, Erin. Uh, this has been an amazing. We are now officially past ten episodes, which is like great, ladies. And uh, we are here, and we are gonna continue our season all the way through December. And uh, the last episode in December will be our two-hour Star Wars episode. So, Aaron, I'm assuming you're gonna be on for that one. So oh hell yeah! I think we're doing that the Tuesday before the drop because it's yeah, always I'm so glad that you Star Wars introduced
3: Wars me episode to the of- Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad
1: you saw that. And, and Aaron was the one that – you can thank him, because he's the one that got me that copy that we saw. Thank you, so, Aaron.
4: you can thank him. You're
1: yeah, very so, welcome. <laughs> yeah, so uh, – so And it's always good to do the show before the, the movie because if the movie disappoints, it's always sad to do the show afterwards. So always do the Star Wars show before the movie comes out. So we'll do that. And um, But before we get to December, we've got two more episodes in September. We're going to leave Animation August behind, and we are going on to – we're going to start work getting our horror muscles ready, and they're ready for the Halloween horror movie marathon madness, my – horror movie contest in October. So uh, we're going to start getting ready. And the first things first is our next episode will be, what day is that? It's like the beginning of September. What is that? Oh, my God. I don't even have my shit ready. Uh, (laughs) September 1st will be our next episode of Archivist Bet on Sexy Witches. And it's going to be a great episode because I'm going to have Doc Terror on, James Harris himself, as my uh my my East Coast correspondent and we're going to have Chris uh returning uh guest Chris Garofalo of the uh the artist for cult Face Studios and resident artists of the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, he's going to come back on, and we're all with the Sexy Witches going to talk Italian horror. And it'll be fun. 1970s Bush for everybody. And um, that's because on the following Saturday, I am going to go to the Phoenixville Theater um, and its Colonial Theater and see Italian Splatterfest 4. And they're having mm. a great lineup. Uh, it's uh, Bay Blood and uh, Demons. And there's a Fulci movie, and they're doing a Bruno Matai. It's a Hell of the Living Dead, which is a Video Nasty, and I haven't seen. So I finally knocked that one off the list. And uh, all uh-huh. 35 millimeter prints. It sounds. It, it, I went last year. A lot of fun. A lot of people I know there. Going to be awesome. So um, so we're going to have this show on the first getting ready because Video Nasty was a madness uh, topic a couple years ago. So all of us are very well versed in Italian,
3: or here yes. on the sexy witches. So I, I will so, be playing devil's advocate on that one because I I did not could not get into Italian.
5: Not even Cemetery well, and, Man. Cemetery Man's yeah. awesome. I don't know if you've
1: seen that one yet. I watched, <laughs> you know, I, I
3: I I watched a bunch of Argento. I watched um a bunch of Fulci um and uh, a couple of other. I can't really remember, but yeah, not, not the greatest fan. I mean, there was one or two mm. Argentos that I liked, but I really like Goblin more than anything else pretty much. Well, I'm the same way there, but let's
1: hold off on that discussion for our next show. And, uh, and, uh, but yes, we can talk. I know I agree with you on Argento, but we'll talk about that another time. Uh, and then the following two weeks later will be the episode after that, which I believe is the 15th. Is that right? That sounds right. Is that right? I have no idea. See, so I put my it's calendar back down. days after the first. Yep, yeah, that would be the 15th, exactly. Yeah, math, yes, math is good. Uh, so
4: 15th, so <laughs> and that is,
1: that is uh, our last episode before we go on our Halloween hiatus, and we are going to talk about seasonal walkthroughs, and, uh, ho- and theme park uh, walkthroughs throughout the country. So, please, there and think about coming on that show. You can talk about the LA. And maybe you can do Knott's Berry Farm and give us a, a, an Elvira update because I know she's doing her show yeah. again this year.
5: Not uh, only that, that but awesome. we should also mention that uh, Elvira announced at the uh, Boston Comic Con that she's currently developing an animated TV series that's going to pick up after the events of Elvira, Mistress of the Dark.
1: Fabulous. I actually did see that. I'm really excited. I love Elvira. And Elvira is going to play a major uh, part of the madness this year. She's going to get her own claws this year. Elvira misses the dark.
5: Right on.
1: So uh, on that show, Nathan Hamilton is going to be my uh, my guest, um, my guest. correspondent and he usually works Netherworld in Atlanta, which is one of the best uh walkthroughs in the country. Ward Woolley from F from uh Face Off, he's it's his it's his gig. And uh he's gonna talk about the walkthroughs and what it's like to work on one, to be part of one, and to go see others. And we'll talk about our favorites in our regions of the world as well. And um then we go on if a break anybody would until like to send October.
3: money to send us to Universal Studios so we could do the this is the end walkthrough. That would be amazing.
1: Oh and the purge, the purge maze looks awesome. I really want yeah. to do the purge maze. Oh my God. Uh but I got a uh, group of
5: know, friends that uh, are trying to get together to do that. I think I might be joining them for that.
3: I would have killed to have done the cabin in the woods one. Erin, I hmm? think that was last year's or year before last.
1: It was two years ago. I really wanted to do. that. Because if you're Uh. going, you gotta let me know asap on that. Um, So (laughs) uh, and and and, um, then, but we're gonna go on hiatus until the end of October, and then the last week in October is gonna be our two hours sexy witches. so, about sexy witches, it's a whole Halloween episode and we're gonna have a lot of sexy witches on from all over walks of life and I might have a couple of surprise guests for everybody on that show.
5: And
1: uh if we get to five hundred likes by the time we go on hiatus on the fifteenth, I will have a giveaway uh so folks 500 likes by september 15th i think we can do that i'll be giving away a prize on this show before we go on hiatus but i won't be off the air because on the 18th which is that following friday is the live read of the madness rules and that's when i actually sit there with erin eric polk and um ronda couture on dollar bin horror radio all right when we read the blog doc, blogtalk.com, Uh and we read the rules out loud. And then the following Monday is actually rule posts for the madness. And we'll talk about that when we get a bit closer to it. But in the first place, I want to thank my sexy witches again for being on the show. Uh, It was great talking about Archer and all the adult swim and stuff. And of course, cousin, thank you for being on and and joining us on the community calendar. Uh, Once again, our next show is on the 1st, September 1st, when we talk about Italian horror films for good uh, and better for worse. And um, so (laughs) come back then. And thank you all folks. Good film hunting and blessed be. I'm going to leave us with a little bit of Charlene, to uh, to put us out. Have a good weekend. Uh, good two weeks, folks. Thank you. Yeehaw. Thank you.
5: Happy birthday. Enjoy. Thank
1: you.